Good day and welcome to a Christmas edition of the podcast, Where Will You Go? My name is Tom Smart and I am the worship minister here at First Baptist Church, Tullahoma. Today I'm joined by the Families and Children's Minister, Michael Martin. The next couple of weeks we'll be looking at our favorite Christmas traditions, the Advent Candles. Here at First Baptist Church, Tullahoma, we read a scripture passage during our call to worship and then light one of the candles. The purposes of these episodes is to divide is to dive a little deeper into the message read on Sunday morning. There are five candles, with the last one ending on Christmas Eve. The prophecy candle, the Bethlehem candle, the shepherd candle, the angel candle, and the Christ candle. Today, we look at the shepherd's candle. Hello, Michael. Hey, Tom. All right, so let's do, actually, let's let's kind of do like a review, because we're halfway through. So we've gone over the prophecy candle, the Bethlehem candle. Can we do like a, just a little quick overview for those who maybe have been joining us for the first time? Right, yeah, so great. So we've mentioned that uh, during Advent that the word Advent means coming and how the people longed for a coming Messiah. And these candles are sort of pictures of um, symbols to help us to uh, see and anticipate the coming of Christ. And so the first candle that we lit was the prophecy candle. And we mentioned how throughout the Old Testament, there were lots of different promises of a coming king, of a coming Messiah who would be the Prince of Peace, who would be the wonderful counselor. And so we looked at the Isaiah 9 passage in, in, in that episode, talking about the um, the prophet candle. Then, then last week we mentioned the Bethlehem candle, and we uh, talked about how Christ came not to a uh, prominent city, but he came to a small town. Really, was born of to people of no fame, and how he humbled himself, and how uh, he was born uh, in a small town of Bethlehem. And so that sort of leads us to this week. Is that an adequate recap? Yeah, thank you. And so this week we're looking, you mentioned the shepherd candle. And our passage uh, from this week was Luke chapter 2, verse 15 through 20. I'd like to read that for you. It says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another. So here's the scene. The, The shepherds were just out in the field uh, doing their job, and the angels come to them uh, and deliver this wonderful message that a Savior has been born. And so uh, after the angels left, uh, they, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see the things that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for they, all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Now this is uh, quite interesting, right? That angels who deliver this announcement who they delivered it to first, right? If you were get, going to give an important announcement, right, we make lots of announcements today. We 
uh, how are you, Andy? And uh, <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> but uh, well, you think of uh, announcements of the birth of your own child. You you get the uh, the picture and mail it to different people and your friends, your family, and and people you want to know uh, that your child has been born. And here, these angels. Who's this message delivered to? Right. You would think the message would first go to maybe uh, somewhere in the temple, maybe to King Herod or maybe to some prominent um, person, but yet to shepherds. Um, and we know shepherds. Uh, Probably not the most cleanest profession. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, you know, something that aspired to be was, I want to be a shepherd. Yeah, yeah. It's not one of your, uh, you, you didn't want necessarily want your child hopes and dreams and goals t- to be that shepherd. I, th- I think I read somewhere where during this time a shepherd's testimony would not even hold up in the court of law because they were so looked down upon or sort of the the um, the low low class of society. But yet it was these people that God first delivered the message of his son's birth to. Now, what do you think we can? What are? What do you think we can learn, or some takeaways? Do you think we can from that? From that? Well, I guess the message of the gospel is not just for those who have it together, or in prominent positions, or uh, people with power, political power, or um, any type of power, wealth. Uh, it sounds to me like the the message of the gospel is for everyone to hear. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing? Yes, exactly. And so. Uh, in that wonderful news that is not based on your race, it's not based on your social economical class, it's not based on your rank in society, but but this gospel message is is for all people. And as we know, the title of our pad uh, podcast that Pastor Kevin started was "Where Where You Where Will You Go?" And so. Um, this message is for all people, for all the nations, for all uh, people, tongues, tribes, to know Him and to worship our great God. This uh, uh, message is uh, for all people, right? And so uh, that is wonderful news. So I mean, I'm thinking about like um, just people in our neighborhood. You know, we can have. Um, different walks of life, different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, it's like this great reversal. You know, the the last shall become first, and the first shall come last. And we talked about earlier with the, that Christ him is Christ completely emptied himself out. And it's a challenging question for me is what am I doing daily to empty myself out for the further of God's kingdom? Because mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not about my kingdom. It's not about Tom's kingdom or Michael's kingdom or or whoever's listening to him, is ultimately about the glory of God, because that's the chief end of man, is, is to give glory to God and to worship him forever. Right. And as you can see, Christ, when he was actually here on earth, every breath of every moment was giving glory to God and worshiping and being obedient to God. And I can see that as, as with the shepherds just out there, and like no one, no one thinks about me. I'm here, you know, 24-7, because if I walk away, these sheep will walk away. And I think David, David was a shepherd. Right, he was. Yep. And then when we got the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. So there must be some significance in shepherd. Mm-hmm. 
were, you know, but at the same time, the society was, they were filthy, they were dirty, they were unclean. That's a very um, Jewish custom of unclean. To, you know, you had to be, you had to be consecrated to become before a holy God. You had to do all these ceremonial cleanings to enter in the presence of God and to worship God. And then they themselves, by themselves, could not go into the Holy of Holies. That's right. It had to be a specific high priest. And so now we're showing this just great, magnificent reversal wow. of God saying, no, I created you to worship me. And before there was a block, there was a roadway. But now there is a way that you can come, and that's through my son, Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna, first, I'm going to herald that to the shepherd wow. and say, you, I know you by name. I know where you're at, and I don't care about anything else. I just want you. And so naturally that, that fear of the shepherd, the fear of, of being encountered by a, a holy thing, and then to point them to Christ Jesus. That's pretty powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing to, to think of, like you mentioned, uh, reminds me of how Christ's death uh, tore down the, the wall and how uh, now anyone who confesses that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead can be saved. And so he comes not, as you mentioned, not just for the prom, the, the, the ones who have it all together and the ones who, who are high in society, but he comes for the broken. As you yeah. mentioned, he comes for the weak. He comes for those who recognize their need. And he comes as we see first to shepherds to prove this truth. Yeah, and he also the thief on the cross. Oh wow! Yeah, another think, great example. Think about that. You know, he, here he is on the cross. He can't go to confession. He can't go to a priest. He's there. He's dying, and he's seeing that Jesus Christ is being mocked. And Christ keeps saying, "Father, forgive them, forgive them," and he sees that. And in an act of worship, the guy says, "Will you remember me?" And Jesus looks over at him and says, "Today, you will be with me in paradise." Mm. The thief on the cross had a way to salvation through Jesus Christ. And so the message of gospel is for everyone to hear. And those who cry out the name of Jesus, just like that thief on the cross, just like the shepherd, those who come to Christ Jesus will be saved. That is the promise that God has given throughout Scripture, and that is the promise that he is holding us to the very end. Amen. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us today as we dove deeper into the meaning of the Advent candle. We hope that you, if you do not know Jesus, that you would know him today. Jesus is the light of the world who has come to redeem and reconcile us back to God. All those who put their faith in Christ shall be saved. Each week we'll continue to draw closer to the message of Jesus Christ. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Till next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.